it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of ignorance. It was the age of enlightenment. It was 2017. It was 2017. <laughs> a giant orange peel was elected to the office. A giant orange peel. <laughs> it was was it uh, Emperor Cheeto? <laughs> As is tradition, I will start us off with a fuck, marry, kill. Would you rather fuck, marry, and or kill Gal Gadot, Kristen Ritter, or Scarlett Johansson? Also known as Wonder Woman, Jessica Jones, and Black Widow. If you want to know that. I haven't seen Black Widow. Is that out? Oh, she's in the Avengers. Oh, the event. Okay. And uh, Captain America um, Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I do feel like I remember seeing her in spandex or in, and or leather. Yep. That <laughs> happens a lot. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, hey, if you've got it, flaunt it. Right, kids? Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it, is it really such a crying shame to have pants that are a little, a little loose? I mean, just for well, comfort alone. Just for comfort alone. Uh, I don't know. Some people don't like pants, so, you know. That's true. I am sitting in my underwear as, as usual. As usual. I like the Dipper, pop stars, and Tyler. <laughs> Who says I'm not a pop star? Man, that's a, that's a tough one, like, because I don't really want to oh, kill you, any we one can, of you them. Can, we can easily kill no. one of them. Well, maybe you can. I mean, one, of my one of them is just destined to be Mary Louise Parker for a while. All right, well, how about you go with your, your uh, fuck, Mary kill first? Okay, so we already know who I'm killing. And um, let's see. Well, I know. I, say, but, I, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, what what is that girl's name? I don't even know that girl's name. Kristen Ritter. Oh, Kristen Ritter. There you go, Kristen Ritter. Gone. Um, <laughs> the Israeli chick. Oh my God! And Scarlett Johansson. Is Scarlett Johansson a, a real blonde? I uh, don't know. I think she is in, uh, a dirty blonde. I'm not yes, really into not a... blondes. Because it just looks like a cobweb down there, and they have to, they always have to wear eyeliner or some sort of eye makeup because their eyelashes are so faint. Otherwise, they look like a ghost. Yeah. So, mm, <laughs> I don't know if I would want to marry that and see that in the morning with that makeup. Ghost of Christmas pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think she has auburn hair. Really? Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, this changes things. <laughs> it just does. So, okay. So I'll marry Scarlett Johansson. And I'll the other girl's just strictly a fantasy. I mean, let's face it. That's box office there. <laughs> Gal. Gal Gadot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, did you ever see any pictures of her when she's uh, serving the Israeli no. forces? I did oh. see that she was Israeli. Oh, and I was oh like... God. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was in the army for a while. Those thighs look like she was somewhere militant. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just a fact. Yeah, I think she was like a she was like a trainer or something like that in Israeli army. Oh um, wow. See if I can find a That's pretty quick. crazy. Um Well, let's see. Now now that we know that Tanya is killing 
Kristen Ritter, aka Jessica Jones. Hey, the weeds could be weeds could be in the future for her. I don't really want to kill her. I'd rather just party with her. I believe. Um, <laughs> killing seems so harsh, as she is quite a badass in Jessica Jones. But it's it's really hard. Like, okay, so are we on the the marriage allows you as many fucks whenever you want, however often you want, and the the fuck is just that one single time because i think i i don't think we've ever broken it down but i assume the fuck is a single time all right, all right. and i'm assuming in marriage you would have sex more than once <laughs> but that's just an assumption not in our marriage i can't wait for it to happen <laughs> i guess it depends i guess it depends on your marriage um yep. well, <laughs> under that circumstance i think i'm gonna just have to bone scarlet once and then uh i'll take a repeated boning from <laughs> gal gadot repeated <laughs> multiple boning <laughs> to have and to bone <laughs> until death to us part <laughs> oh my god give me all of them <laughs> <laughs> how about you fair sir mary gal gadot because she's awesome uh i would fuck kristen ritter because she's also awesome scarlett johansson i like also but to a lesser extent just because um, she's she, blonde. Well, no, because she did that fucking terrible uh, Ghost in the Shell remake. Because <laughs> like it's another one of those goddamn whitewashings of like a Japanese Japanese yeah. film. It's like stop doing that. Don't. Yeah, I understand from her perspective it's a paycheck, but like that just bugs me. It's like stop whitewashing. You know. Yeah, there. I remember um, that big controversy when when they started to release that. Um, I will yeah. say she's incredibly funny, though. So that gets her fucking points in my book. Uh, Kristen Ritter. That's good. It's like a close. It's close for me because she's. I mean, she's fine too. So it's like. Uh... Yeah, and she and she's funny as yeah, well. And um, what is that? Don't trust the bee and whatever that show is. James Vanderbeek so... or something like that. I never actually. I've seen like a few episodes, but I've never watched it religiously. I, I saw one of he was wearing some jeans and he was very proud of his ass. I was <laughs> like, that dude's got itches. <laughs> um, but this, like, this side by side of uh, Wonder Woman and regular enforcer, um, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's totally crazy. Obviously, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think it, you know it's a mandatory thing for everyone who turns eighteen. Yeah. But you know, still, obviously, got trained. Obviously, got you know, learned how to fire some weapons. That's so, right. Awesome and terrifying. Right. Exactly, because you don't want. Let's just say I'm scare roused. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, we did we did go and see Wonder Woman last night. And what'd you think? Well, I think the theater we went to is a total shithole. <laughs> Which one did you go to? Uh, the one in Scotts Valley. The seats were horrid. Uh. It was like like I still can't sit for long periods of time due to my surgery and, and yeah. accident and stuff and like the whole time i was all why doesn't this seat fucking go back it like rocked like so if i had like a nervous twitch i would always be rocking <laughs> but other than that and the annoying dude that was like two seats down from us there was there was really only like what seven yeah maybe 10 people in there seven or 10 people. people in the theater because we went what was it uh tuesday night it was pretty pretty chill theater but like every the first the first chunk of the movie till where they were on the sailboat mm -hmm. 
the guy was like laughing like every five seconds at like everything. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. And then Tanya pointed out the moment that she said that they did their research and men were uh, just for pleasure or for no, no, they, yeah. they weren't needed for pleasure. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Men weren't needed for pleasure. He totally shut up. the rest. Of <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't say shit after that. Like, like I talked the whole fucking time. And you you could have heard a fucking pen drop in that place. It was like EF Hutton walked in. Yeah. And, like, and of course the two lesbians in the theater totally laughed, but um... yeah. it's like, you're only needed for breeding buddy. Sorry. <laughs> No, I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. There was like a couple awesome parts franchise. that were kind of like campy, but I mean, oh, yeah. that just kind of that kind of happens. But I was a little disappointed because I was like, okay, these are the Amazon women, right? Mm-hmm. And I always picked them like big, huge, gigantic women. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Robin Wright Penn. Yeah. I just don't think of her as like an Amazon woman. <laughs> I don't know, but she. I think of her as the Princess Bride, <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think she was a badass. Like, cause that you know that whole yeah, yeah, like sure. her being this like scarred up like old veteran general that's like you know leading the army and training her. It was it was kind of a cool take. And I, you know, do we want to go full full spoilers? Do we want to warn people about spoilers? They should have seen it by now. It's, it's been out like two months. If you haven't seen it, it's your problem. But yeah, like I was really sad to see her get offed at the beginning. I was like, yeah. oh, because I want to see more of her. Because I really like Robin Wright. You know, especially from uh, you know House of Cards and whatnot. Yeah, she's a pretty badass in that. Because who doesn't like a woman who jerks off another man who just before he dies in the hospital? Isn't that awesome? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just was like really picturing like, like I get it because their purpose, um, the purpose of the Amazonian women were like. She's like, these bitches should be Sasquatches. I want to see them (laughs) dribble in a ball. (laughs) But but Zeus put them there to, to be, you know, pleasure to the man. So I guess... Yeah. Like Andre the Giant in woman form wouldn't really have worked. <laughs> it makes me think of um I mean, I would have even have been uncomfortable, so <laughs> it's like an episode of a Futurama where they get stuck on an Amazonian world and all, all the women are like ten feet tall and like super muscular and like yeah, they're like, that's they're what like I was yeah. <laughs> the whole death by snoo snoo thing. <laughs> we need rest. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. It time snow oh, snow. My <laughs> I I actually am not familiar with like the original Wonder Woman series. Hmm. Uh, so I can't even remember the woman who played her. Uh, Linda Carter. Yes, thank you. Um, so this was kind of cool for me to watch because it was. I didn't really have anything to compare it to or relate it to so much. Like, I know who Wonder Woman is, and that was pretty much about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that was kind uh, of the nice I, thing about it. Go ahead. Uh, that's kind of what I was going to say. Having having been a child of the 70s, I, I did see and watch Wonder Woman. Um, so it kind of made it to where everybody was on a level playing field because this is her backstory. And I, although I was a child, I don't remember there being much of a backstory, at least even one that stood out. And her outfit and how uncomfortable and awkward it was stood out. But... <laughs> 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 but um you know i think i it, it was it was cute it was campy in areas and it and it had kind of some of the the typical big hollywood big budget jokes oh, and yeah. you know you, know, you kind of have to have those things to because the whole point of telling a story is so we're empathetic to other people's plights and you have to put it put that into perspective i think it's again a, a necessary evil and you know 
I think somebody like Scarlett Johansson and, and, and her situation with her, her movie that's out and the whitewashing that's going on there is necessary evil too. It's a introduction of something that middle America just simply won't find on their own mm-hmm. unless there's an actress whose nude pictures were broken from broken into from, you know, her computer. Yeah. And now she's kind of this sex symbol. And so, you know, I saw some of the interviews she gave. There were some people that were really point blank about it and it puts her in an awkward position. But from a woman's standpoint, we need more blondes who are sexually appealing and aesthetically appealing to say, maybe you should introduce this into your life. I think that was kind of cool about going with um, Gal Gadot. I don't mm. know her from anything else, really, because wasn't she just... She wasn't an actress so much in the States. No, she's perfect because she's not from the United States and not known. Yeah, she's kind of like an unknown variable. Or well-known. Like, I mean, right? Yeah. I, I find it great that, you know, because Middle America is going and seeing this movie and they are oogling over this beautiful woman who is Israeli and they probably have no idea. And it's kind of, it's kind of cool because like, it's like, um, that movie Gia and which is based on the model Gia. Um, I can't think of her last name. It starts with a C, uh, a really dark haired Italian woman who became a supermodel. I was, I actually did wonder about her ethnicity. I was like, well, is she Spanish? Is she Italian? Yeah. Cause she's, she's different. But the thing, the thing in Gia was like, at that point in time, all the supermodels were blonde. They were all this same yeah. exact thing. And, and one of the, one of the lines from the movie is like, I'm so sick of seeing this blonde. Like I want nuclear fucking winter. And that's, you know, what we kind of need is to like broaden people's horizons. Yeah. My favorite part about be... that is that the picture that was up in the movie and that movie was Christy Brinkley. Yeah. <laughs> when that line was said, um, that was really cool, like casting-wise, to go ahead and put yeah, because I'm looking a, a new fresh face in it. Yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb. Like it's a lot of stuff that like, I've never heard of. But the only thing she's really been in is the Fast and Furious movies. She's apparently been in a few of those. But Which movies? The Fast and Furious series. Oh, Fast and Furious. Okay. Oh, I yeah, seen but that, yeah, I've never seen any of those. Like it's not it's not for me. So it's well, like that's kind of funny because I did think that she kind of resembled Jordan Brewster, who was also I believe in one of. The Fast and the Furious, and da 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 segue Debs. <laughs> <laughs> Debs, which I did watch. Oh yeah! Oh, I watched god. that no, night before last. I, I like, oh my god! It was uh, like 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 we were saying with Wonder Woman. It is kind of like it's kind of it's very spoofy, but also kind of campy. It kind of obviously <laughs> you know drew a lot from like uh, Charlie's Angels and like Austin Powers of that era. Because I was, but I was sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this movie must be from the '90s. And I looked, and it was from like 2004. I'm like, oh, so it's a byproduct of the '90s, not from the '90s. <laughs> So I was sitting there watching, like, man, this seems like so, like, because between like the garbage, like, opening soundtrack and um... right, that's well, that's like one of my favorite things about that movie is the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say like that the soundtrack's great. That little uh, uh, the montage in the middle where the, uh, was the song yeah. um, by Erasure or a little uh, respect. I tried to discover. I tried to discover. Exactly. I love Erasure. <laughs> That's Andy a, Bell. Right? Great, great band, great song. But yeah, that movie, um, 
that movie was definitely camp all around. Yeah. Because uh, it took me a bit to kind of figure that out because I was like, is it trying to be serious or is it just like, is it an <laughs> X-rated movie without the porn or what's happening? <laughs> uh, what's interesting about that movie too is it was a short film. Uh, this director, I think she wrote it and directed it actually. And it was it was just like a little short and then it got such good like traction from you know this little short film that they ended up creating a full-length feature from it so but yeah i thought i thought jordan brewster and gal gadot kind of have a similar look yeah um, definitely but i think jordan brewster's also a different ethnicity too she's not yeah. boring white people like me yeah, <laughs> yeah she was just stupidly pretty her mother oh she was born in panama oh okay her mother is a former swimsuit model from Brazil. Shocker. And her father's an investment banker. Boring. <laughs> you didn't think he was going to be a porter, did you? But yes, yeah, so she's Portuguese, I guess, is... She speaks Portuguese, so I assume she's Portuguese. <laughs> she sounds like a fireball. But yeah, she's she is of Spanish descent. So she is a good brown. <laughs> There's different what? shades of brown, and she's that's a new one. Have <laughs> ever heard that before? For our new episode of nope. Is It Racist or Not? <laughs> no new episodes. It's gonna be Good Brown. Good brown. <laughs> Maybe we'll have people vote on our title. Yep. <laughs> Shall it be A? Is this racist? Or B? Is this a good brown? <laughs> still looking at the israeli chick and it's a good brown it's good that's definitely a good brown i i really did like the the um part in wonder woman where she was like questioning how people fought in like these dresses when she's like fighting in her mm. underwear basically yeah like, i found that really humorous you know you want you know range of movement you don't want to be you know restricted all right i'm going to wear this leather Thong booby thing, like I don't know. How would you even class? <laughs> Boob armor. <laughs> Boob armor. <laughs> yep. Boob armor on. Yeah, but yeah, I, I felt mean, like the only time a girl really wants boob armor is when it's that time of the month. No. Okay, no, no. As a, let me let me just tape. Let's it down. just clarify this. Okay, so um, <laughs> I used to fence, you know, sword fencing, not huh. building of fences. I used to fence. I used to. Uh, wield a sword and one of the pieces of equipment that the females are given that the men are not given is boob armor a breastplate nice well actually they're two individual breastplates so you have um <laughs> <laughs> because we want to make sure you girls look hot well you gotta you gotta make sure it's in the right spot so mm. so you have like this it's <laughs> honestly it sort of looks like a straight jacket 
Um, (laughs) So, and it goes up, it covers your neck because you want your neck to be covered. Obviously, you don't want to take a sword in the neck. That's a bad day. Uh, That's a bad day. (laughs) And it's full sleeve and then it's very thick. And then you have, it goes down um, on your crotch, sort of like Wonder Woman's outfit here. And it buckles in the the back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It buckles in the back. So it kind of looks like you got a thong on, but you're also wearing pants. So you're wearing, you know, you've got you've got this essential straight jacket on. You can move your arms up. Uh, and then inside of the jacket, because the jackets are unisex, one-stop shopping. So inside yep. they've they've sewn like a a big square pouch with like <laughs> like literally a sew line down the middle and one on each side. And then there's like these little round metal plates. They're they're kind of like saucer dishes. <laughs> Do they have half sizes? No, 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 no. <laughs> so you just, you literally just take these like plates and set them over your boobs. That is your essential armor. So being the only female fencer who was being trained with an all male group, the most entertaining thing they liked to do was when I wore the metal ones that was available was the metal ones. Yeah. They would, <laughs> they would uh, take the sword and like aim for my boobs because every time the, the tip of the sword hit it, it was all ting. Ting, ting. I was like, stop hitting me the tit, man. <laughs> stop hitting my titanium titties. Right. So, <laughs> the tits all hour. So, <laughs> it was like I was a superhero, except I kept hearing this stupid ding, ding, ding. I didn't have a bat call, but I had a. <laughs> I think in order for you to be a superhero, you're not supposed to be beat up. I was never beat up, though. <laughs> because they didn't have breastplates right so i just started hitting them in the wiener no, one <laughs> every round i'm just kidding unfortunately they had cups on <laughs> but didn't stop you from trying nope the worst thing about um fencing was i was in a competition at mit and uh this older beast of a woman was up against me like she was like she was like helga i'm going to fight you with sword right the check from game of game of thrones basically but she was my christy the most weird thing i've had to do this season is to kill man by snoo snoo we were battling it out back and forth and and she stabs me like in the bend of my armpit and it she hit me like right in the soft spot. So even though I had this thick jacket on, it hurt like motherfucker. right in the main line. Yeah, and <laughs> she hit me so hard, like jabbed me so hard, it bent her sword in a ninety degree angle, and she had to get a new sword. And I was like, my fucking arm hurts so bad. And they're like, continue. I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> Do you not see the sword? <laughs> right. I want to go cry over there in the corner. And I'm like, okay, okay. But I ended up finishing 13th out of, like, 40, and that was my first competition. So I was like, all right. Yeah, because you were competing against men the whole time. Basically. <laughs> but you should have seen the bruise on my fucking arm the next few weeks. I bet. <laughs> Julie's a junkie. Right? It totally looked like it. Uh, yeah, that, but I felt a little like Wonder Woman, you know? No, yeah, but maybe think of, you know, Gwendolyn Christie, how we're saying, mentioned her. Like, how the, I, that's, I don't really like Game of Thrones just because it became such a clusterfuck of depression but um it is so depressive 
I think I've made it, I've made it up to like season five and I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> it's all just going to end terribly. But uh, anyways, yeah. I, that's the one thing I liked about our, her character. It's about hope. You're supposed to have hope. He lost it. He's yeah. lost it. <laughs> um, wow. But anyways, like how her armor, like I appreciate that her armor is not like, you know, the super like you always see in Hollywood, the sexualized armor, like, you know, with Wonder Woman, like mm-hmm. the boob armor. And as opposed to she's actually wearing like a real like, you know, real breastplate that's like it goes, it's flat all the way down. It doesn't contour. It's just right. literally meant to just cover as much as possible and not the highlight now, your figure. She's more of the Amazon, Amaz- what is it, Amazonian woman yeah. that I would have pictured on that island. She's six foot three uh, and she's a beast. But you know, yeah. it's interesting. She's way younger than I thought. She was born in 1978. Damn. Blondes. They wrinkle quick, quicker. <laughs> that lack of melanin in the skin. <laughs> yeah, she's also uh, like Captain Phasma in the new Star Wars, The Force Awakens. So she's another like woman in really badass armor in that. Oh, that's cool. And she's actually like the leader I, of the uh, stormtroopers. In I that. know she's in Abfab, the movie. <laughs> Abfab. <laughs> Now we're talking my language. The, the most have you see, ever seen? Absolutely fabulous. Oh no! It's a UK, oh my god, you're gonna have to binge watch um, the old ad ab fab. Yeah, don't watch the new ones. The new ones, not okay. so much. But she's in the 2016 Absolutely Fabulous movie. I mean, you've given up drinking before. Worst eight hours of my life. I mean, she's the one who ruined your figure in the first place. Exactly. She's the one who turned you into this potato that we see before. <laughs> You're very thin, aren't you, Bubble? Yes, she's emaciated, like a brain. How comfortable are you? Well, on a scale of what? Well, childbirth. Oh. <laughs> Great news. <gasps> she's fat. No, no, no. <laughs> Better than that. She's dead. <laughs> she's blind. Yes! I heard before Game of Thrones, she was actually a model. Hmm. And she had to learn how to fight for Game of Thrones. She said that it it really changed her, like her demeanor, her posture, her... She was very elegant in how she moved because she was a model and a runway model. You have to, you know, move very smooth and sway in in a certain way. And she said after all the training and and whatnot, she has like more of a masculine walk and, and like she just totally adapted some of these characteristics for having to wield this sword and yeah and like be well, it makes sense like she's probably having to like do that every day to get good at it and it's, yeah. it's going to become part of persona one way or another what are you doing today oh just taking my 10 pound sword for a walk oh yeah. Taking yeah. My 40 swinging pound around sword at people <laughs> <laughs> oh there goes that crazy woman with the fucking sword again it's <laughs> nope. so funny you can kind of see it in her when she's being interviewed or when they're accepting awards and she walks across the stage, you can see an air of elegance to her, but it's cool that she's embracing all aspects of what her body can offer her. Yeah. yeah. She's got that fighter's poise. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of cool, too. Like, with Wonder Woman, she had that that poise, that elegance, but she also had that... She, I don't know if Homegirl is, like, a tomboy or was a tomboy at some point in her life because she really understood, like, the you know, not having been around men that she could just lay there with her legs hanging out and she wasn't worried about being a sex symbol because she was on a woman's island. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? So she, the naiveness, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, the one thing I appreciate about it was 
like how uh, Chris Pine's character was the uh, like the inverse trope of how you know usually in these action movies there's like the superhero and then there's the the girl who tags along like that's mm-hmm. the love interest and he was that essentially like yeah. <laughs> you can see he's obviously like smitten with her like he's awkward around her trying to like be charming but he's failing horribly uh, but like, like she I'm above oh, average yeah <laughs> like like he's he's totally objectified as like this beefcake you know love interest but <laughs> Like it, it was, it was, it was what, a, I, what a great actor though, because it was a really good balance. Like it was, I mean, talk about being comfortable in your own masculinity. Yeah, but I, I love yeah. Chris Pine. He's a really cool dude. There's um a great SNL sketch he was on before Wonder Woman, where he does like a song about like how the difference. He's not he's not Chris Pratt. He's not Chris Evans. How <laughs> <laughs> that his head was shaved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was a great episode. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure who is the writer on SNL who has such an affinity for show tunes at this point. Um, <laughs> but definitely, the last two seasons had a lot of song and dance, and they all went over pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I and kudos for these for these actors who were going on stage and doing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So out of their element. Yeah, it's a, a very small and intimate place. <laughs> it's very vulnerable for an actor. Yeah, and yeah. yet it's a very big stage because it's it's you know it's broadcast live across the country. So yeah, you, yeah, it is funny because um, we went what two years ago I think it was we were mm-hmm. at the show, and it's amazing how tiny that place is and, and what ram in that space. Yeah, it's and crazy. what's you know how big of an audience it actually has. Yep. But yeah, I'm really happy that it did well because, you know, hopefully this means that studios will start making more, you know, female-led movies like this. Because, you know, I'm sure Hollywood for the longest time thought they couldn't make a good female-led action movie because we had, like, Elektra and Catwoman, like, and those were all, like, terrible flops. Man, those were some bad movies. Because we had Catwoman with Michelle Pfeiffer, but that was in Batman, right? That was in Batman Returns. There was the one with uh, Halle Berry, the standalone. There was Halle Berry and then... Eon Flux was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. the animated series was great. I loved that growing up. Yeah, yeah, we have that DVD that's an awesome series. Yeah, um, fucking coolest animation. Fuck yeah. Well, remember that was on like a uh, liquid, liquid television. television. Yep. <laughs> liquid television. I don't think Tanya knew what liquid television was because I had mentioned that to you at one point and you were like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we that we there's four years apart for us, and it it never becomes an issue until we're teenagers. If we talk about when we're teenagers, it's like wow, our lives were like so dramatically in two different, very, right. very different places. <laughs> um, there was a show on Liquid Television, I think it was called Dog Boy. That's what I remember, and it was a weird fucking show. Dog Boy. This sounds weirder than Joe's apartment. I didn't think anything was weirder than that. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's apartment, apartment was weird. Was... Yeah, that was, I remember that was just back in the day because I was recording a bunch of like liquid television. So I was recording, you know, uh, the head, and um, oh yeah, the Max. I loved the Max because that was a. It was based off a comics book series, and that one was really good. Dude, I wonder if they have like a ultimate 
like just all like a box set of Fun. like all of liquid television. Liquid television. It's just got a stoner and some nerds on the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was. It was like. It was like Adult Swim before Adult Swim, really. Yeah, like proto. See, I was in Megan Mullally boot camp. I I have no idea. busy drinking well i was drinking too i was just <laughs> i was just staying focused on the television while i was drinking i was too young to go to clubs therefore <laughs> i think i was getting high at that point so. <laughs> when we went we went back east a few years ago and i jumped on the the t the subway um in Braintree, which is like south of Boston, and I shit you not, I look over and these two kids—they must have been sixteen, maybe eighteen—and they were shooting heroin right there on the fucking train. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, like there was always Christ. sketchy shit that happened on the train, and you know, my parents were always like, "Be careful when you go on the train." The and worst you had to thing be... that would ever happen to you on the train is you might get stabbed. Now you're actually watching <laughs> no. people do do <laughs> They're like, "Okay." <laughs> it's a it's an interesting time Hooray, in the world meth. of methamphetamines. Yeah, well, meth <laughs> all over the place. It's scary. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad everywhere. It's surprising the amount of substance abuse that we have in our culture at this day and age when supposedly, you know, everyone's living the American dream or yeah. whatever. Well, again, the uh, American <laughs> dream is to do about drugs. I mean, look at like cocaine, the, <laughs> the 80s. Like, you know, you, you take a plant that's fairly inert that you can chew that helps with altitude sickness. And what does America do? We refine it, break it down into a powder and shoot it up our nose. Shove it up our nose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is very true. We're not the best. I'm not really into all those arrogant drugs. That I don't really understand that. I think that also speaks a lot about our culture as well. Yeah. 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 Well, um... High society what was drugs. That? Right? Yeah. Or what was that movie? That Limitless movie? It was like, you take this drug and it makes you, like, better, stronger, faster, more amazing. <laughs> and, like... More, more more arrogant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes you a bigger douchebag. Exactly. Are you sick and tired of being a regular douche? <laughs> we got the pill for you. We've got extra douche. Extra douche in economy packaging. <laughs> Speaking of shows to to watch, we watched the OA. Oh yeah, that was a crazy ass show. That is yeah, great was, writing with a limited budget. Yeah, which yeah. I think is what, what like a lot of really good content comes out of. Because you, you, the less resources you have, the more creative you have to be. Because a lot of like the best things I've seen are usually people who don't have a lot of money, so they have to try to find ways to make things work or make something grander than it really should be, given they're like you know operating on like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, and I feel like Netflix is doing that really well because they're having so much of that money 
to all these little groups to make to make these short little series. Like, uh, did you guys see Glow yet? Or we're in the middle of watching Glow. <laughs> okay, yeah. So like, that's that's another one of those like really small budget, like a bunch of like you know a couple like semi recognizable people, you know, aside from um, oh crap, uh, Mark Marin being like the most famous yeah. of all of them. Of them, um, right, right. Glow, Glow is is He's definitely a, a a funny ass show. We're about halfway through that. We watched all of the OA because we were just like, holy shit, what's going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, it was such a good original storyline that I felt like hadn't been told and it was told very, very well. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you could literally feel the weight on the actors. Like, yeah. these people brought their A game, every one of them, because they have such a limited budget. Um, there's not a lot of scene changes, so it literally is on their shoulders and it's really orchestrated well yeah it's yeah a lot of it is just the character acting is what really built that what was cool too was the main actress she created the show with another another guy so she you know they basically came up with the plot started writing it shopped it around um and then she ended up acting that role as well too so i think that was you could see that passion of you know it being an all-encompassing thing for her you could that her passion for the project really came through yeah. resonated more yeah. yeah and i did i did see that they're they got picked up for a second season which thank god cause... i don't know when the release date is for it but yeah yeah and i think i like i, I kind of just checked that on a whim and like i started it like once in like you know middle of the morning and i was like i didn't have anything to do that i was like i'll watch some of this check it out and i just like binge watched it over the whole day yeah pretty easy to do for sure yeah but netflix yeah you're right dude like they have a lot of great shows right now and what's kind of cool too is they have a lot of like the marvel shows so they've got yeah jessica jones luke cage daredevil and now what's the new one defenders and iron fist i think yeah iron fist is the one's already out that one's a piece of shit (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah defenders, <laughs> defenders looks good because the whole reason they had all these individual series was to build to this to have like this it's like what marvel's done with the movies is have all these individual movies that all tie into like a giant team-up movie okay so that's kind of what they were doing that's kind of what i was gathering i i was watching luke cage and it's not as good as jessica jones yeah. but that was kind of i was like i think i have to like get through this in order to like build the story blah 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 whatever yeah, i don't guy, know the guy who plays luke cage <laughs> is really good like he does a great job but yeah the story kind of peters out later in the season like it starts really well yeah. and it kind of loses momentum i like the two of them uh together i think they're an adorably screwed up couple and yeah. should live happily ever after <laughs> they should be um, screwed up together right i mean because <laughs> Because if you're gonna be deserves, (laughs) (laughs) crazy just needs crazy. That's all. It's just a matter of understanding the other crazy, (laughs) walking them through it. Or crazy sync up. But then one show that I was curious if you had seen it because I was advised to not watch it because of like paranoia reasons may set in, Um, Mm. and that's Black Mirror. Have you seen that? Oh, um, it's not so much horror. Well. It's not so much horror. I wouldn't really call it like a scary show. Um, it's more like very. It's like a modern take on uh, like the Outer Limits or the Twilight Zone. 
So it's like every okay. episode is kind of its own encapsulated universe. And the whole reference to the title being Black Mirror is uh, referring to like TV screens, our phone screens, you know, when they're off, it's a Black Mirror. So it's oh, right. uh, stories that kind of revolve around technology and like the modern day and like the near present future and how it influences people. There's some really fucked up shit that happens in it. But it's not like, it's not like, I, I don't know, I wouldn't call it horror. So it's not scary. It's just more just upsetting. Like there's some really awful visual, visual, visual stuff and some content which might be upsetting, but yeah. Yeah, because I heard that was good. And then we actually, we started watching uh, Twin Peaks oh, also. Okay. But it's kind of funny because we're it's, like... It's weird. <laughs> okay, I've never seen it, so I wanted to go back and watch the whole, you know, the original series before the new release that just came out. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is so campy, like, for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's just, it's so weird. Like, it's such a fucking head trip. I mean, you know, David Lynch, that guy's his own home creature. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I only made it through the first season. I just, I couldn't really make it any further past that. Yeah. And I know everyone's, like, talking about it, so, like, I want to, I want to pick it up, but, yeah. It's a bit rough. One of the things about that TV show is, um, uh, 90s was a real huge turning point. You know, prior to that, you know, your big TV shows were, like, New Heart and, you know, Golden Girls was pretty risque. All your TV shows in the 70s got shut down because they were actually mm -hmm. bringing people together. <laughs> uh, you had shows like Benson and and, and it just, you know, <laughs> just crazy things like that. And, and, and you could have these array of topics and it really brought people together. And, but the 90s kind of started doing that again. And they did it in this kind of underhanded way. And that's why a lot of things out of the 90s that were so fascinating to people, like Seinfeld or Twin Peaks, was because it was was all kind of tongue-in-cheek for that period and so I, th I think what's happening is is there's a romanticism of that so mm -hmm. I think for maybe some young people they can remember it's nostalgic they can remember like family members watching it and being into it and maybe just now understanding the premise or the humor behind it yeah well I, th I think it's like um what is that show 30 something that came out I when did that it was come the out? Late 80s I think maybe early 90s Google Google 1987 to 91 and like that was i remember obviously i never watched it i was seven <laughs> um, but i remember it was such a, a highly acclaimed like real relatable show it was impactful yeah a lot of adults were watching it it was on in the background yeah and then i remember my generation my so-called life came out and that came out in 94 mm. and that was actually created I believe by the people who created 30 something and it had that same vibe and people really like kind of like a spiritual successor. Yeah. And, and people like totally were drawn to it. It had that flavor they wanted. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, cause you had the Cosby's and that was a great show. It was a great show. And I, I, I totally am mortified by that man. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, you know what, it's, it's one of the worst things to happen to to the black community yeah. because it was a positive was... show it was a comforting show it embraced yeah way to find everybody out. it brought everybody yeah. together it brought all races together and he just ruined it he just fucking ruined it what a disgusting bastard yeah because he's a shit heel right fucking spanish life fucker
It always happens when you're 13. Only when you're 13 on up to, like, when you get married. Guys stand around and talk about Spanish fly, and it never starts with one of the guys on the corner. It's always some strange 13-year-old who says, you know what? You know anything about Spanish fly? No, tell me about it. Well, there's this girl, Crazy Mary. You put some in her drink, man. She... <laughs> yeah, Spanish fly. Oh, yeah, that's really groovy, man. Spanish fly is groovy, yeah, boy. From then on, man, anytime you see a girl... What's your ass on Spanish fly, boy? Go to a party, see five girls standing alone. Boy, if I had a whole jug of Spanish fly, I'd light that corner up over there. <laughs> that was on from 84 to 92. Yeah. That was pretty, I mean, it's a bad example now because he's a, such a douchebag, we've all come to learn, but that was a pretty progressive show. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, um, what's the one with J.J. Uh, Walker? Good Times. Good Times was go. a great um, show. Good Times was on in 74 to 79. Sanford and Sons was, was a funny this... fucking show. <laughs> but the thing about those shows, and actually I was listening to, I think it was Two Dope Queens, one of the comedians on there, I believe, uh, was talking about how, like, that show, it was amplifying the fact that, you know, as a black American, your life was just going to always suck. Because, like, every episode, it was like they had some sort of, like windfall they were gonna finally get ahead of things right. and then something like comes up and like destroys it mm-hmm. and then it's like well you know we're back to shit but that's how it is that's how it's always gonna be so it was like it sucks sorry but the moral was always that we have each other yeah. yeah but it was kind of it was like shitty like they never caught a break and and like i feel like these that is true because i think people related to all these shows like in the 70s the 80s and the 90s it was because like you had that real character bond of just the realness but I, I feel like it kind of shifted you know with 30 something and and my so-called life and like those shows were like real relatable characters whereas they were taking the black community and, and and just trying to keep them down but make them relatable like in the in the midwest i love i love black people kind of way you know what i mean like but we're, we're still gonna stifle them you know? i i don't i don't know if it was a matter of stifling them i think there were some educated people who knew that the reality was um unless you hustled um or you knew people or there was providence in your life you just straight out good luck it was it was a giant uphill battle for you and it really is quite frankly still to this day to a certain degree yeah yeah i just feel like kind of like the tone of like the relatable family drama has sort of changed um yeah well now that we know that cosby is a rapey fucker unless you were listening to janice dickinson who by the way was one of the first women to go toe to toe to him with him and it, it i think contributed to her alcoholism and uh a wide variety of, of just bad decisions in her life yeah That's definitely it's, it's just interesting, like, I feel like we're kind of, we're going nostalgic because obviously we're re-releasing, like, the X-Files, we're re-releasing... No, uh, yeah. I mean, we have Blade Runner coming out this year, too. Twin Peaks, right? It's like, it's like we've all run out of new original content. Yeah. We're going to, well, like, reboot well, when, everything. When we're like, having to... Yeah. yeah, I did see that. But to loop back around to, to, to Wonder Woman, you know, not... You'd mentioned that she was able to just sit there with her legs open and not think anything of it. She was just sitting there. It wasn't a sexual act whatsoever. But I think the real take home for everybody should be the, is her total disgust at how we were able to turn a blind eye on so many things. 
who we were so accustomed to one another's cruelties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's their big thing is it highlights compassion. And, you know, her, her big thing was love, essentially. That was the force that kind of wins down at the end. As formulaic as that is, like, that is kind of her message. You know, it's right. compass- compassion and help being helpful. You know, when the that trench battle scene, when she's like, you know, we have to get out of there. We have to help the villagers. We can't just hide here. We have to get in there and help people because there's people dying. Right. Yeah, exactly. But But how awful was it that the only way that a man could prove that he could love another woman of that of that stature was to blow himself up in a kamikaze mission? <laughs> because the rule of thumb was men would fail you. You know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and and it's not just men. That's women and men. Yeah. Well, usually it's always it's always the you know the girlfriend who gets you know they always there's a term for it on TV tropes. It's called fridging, which is when uh, the romantic love interest gets killed to you know catapult the protagonist to finish their quest. And like it's funny, that it's, it's, it's it's almost always a woman. Like ninety nine percent of the time in the stories, the woman dies so that the man has a reason to he has to finish the quest to avenge her death, kind of thing. And it's like, oh well, they did that, but with a guy this time for once. Chris Pine's oh, like, I yeah. want to be the first lady. He's like, I got I got to do some Star Treks. So I can't do all these movies, so just go ahead and write me out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of TriPace Pod. Stay tuned for a part two, which will plop in two weeks. Don't forget to like and subscribe to TriPace Pod on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. It gives us the warm fuzzies. You can keep in touch or stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at TriPace Pod. And of course, check out show notes, contact information, and buy merch at TriPacePod.com. And as always, we love you. It's me, Selma. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she almost ripped my face off. <laughs> Sorry. The cat that's heavily medicated. Yep. He's not but, yeah. even in here. Chill the fuck out. Did she grow? Um, yeah, did you hear Yes! <laughs> yes, I totally uh, heard attitude. That's kind of crazy. Um, what was, was the movie Vanilla Sky? <laughs> Where, uh, that was kind of a trip. Is the cat with you? Yeah, she's in the box. She's <laughs> growling. What's in we the box? hear her growling. Yeah, what's in the box? He burned uh, Wallace is down. Wallace, you stay there. Okay. Um, but I just sent you guys a picture. Uh, the nature like, of cats. Oh, God, not I'm this amazing. cat. This cat. Oh, God, our vet bills. She's so medicated. Yeah. Oh, God, if she wasn't, it would be like the... What were those, <laughs> what were those twins that murdered their parents? <laughs> Yeah. The Menendez brothers. <laughs> I fear for my life with my cat. She might kill Shit. me in my sleep. That's why I keep her on drugs. Uh-